I don't know. Are we there yet? That's what I was going to ask. Are we there yet? <laughs> where it's are we going? Been, it's been a long drive. You where, think, where the heck are we going, man? We had to stop at about 15 Bucky's and Exactly. A lot of pee breaks. I got yeah. I still got to go. Did you ever take long road trips as a kid? We did. Um, my dad was real big on on taking road trips. I remember the the biggest road trip we took was uh, to uh, the year that Disney World in Florida opened. No way. Yeah, I was uh, five or six. I don't remember what I was. I was five or six, and uh, we drove from Beaumont, Texas, down to uh, to Florida. And uh, he was real big on stopping, you know, every, you know, let's do this and let's do that. Well, we got into, uh, we got into Georgia, which, you know, you only go through Georgia just a little bit. And we got into Georgia and of course he stopped along the side of the road and picked some peaches off some trees. Yeah. Okay. Then we get into Florida where there's some orange groves in Florida. So he stops along the side of the road, picks some oranges on, on the side of the road <laughs> until he got caught. Mm. And I didn't even think anything of it. Yeah, he was stealing fruit. I mean, you're taking these are orchards that he's going into. And he's just stealing fruit off the side of the road. Of course, yeah. we're stupid t- tourists. We don't know any better, right? Well, my dad's a cop, <laughs> so you know, yeah, he's stealing. And uh, of course, at the time, it was really cool because I'm eating oranges and peaches right off the tree yeah. not knowing that i was a criminal so when you drove through louisiana what did you stop and pick we, we got some crawfish out crawfish? of this no nutria no. or something <laughs> yeah, got a, got, stop and got a nutria rat and brought it up on the back so i was doing a project in louisiana and um you know there's cane fields as far as the eye yeah. could see and certain seasons you know they burn all the 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 remnant of all the the cane stuff and Man, coming over some of these hills, it looks like the apocalypse. There's this black, oh, just yeah. clouds of smoke um, everywhere. It's really ominous. But um, we got the bright idea one evening of like going and getting some cane. <clears throat> so uh, we took our sawzalls out there one night <laughs> and snuck around. We turned the lights up in the van and hacked off some. I'm assuming this is sugar cane. Sugar cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we we made a couple trips to Florida as kids too, and. I actually love road trips. Uh, I love driving, but um, my mom and sister were the kind that needed to stop every half hour, and, yeah. and my dad did not like to stop. So that was oh, the yeah, worst that's, part. That's me. And he was a cop too. So. Okay, okay, that's me. As we get in the car, we don't stop till we get there. Yeah, it was yeah. twenty-two. I don't care. Right. You bring a bottle if you got <laughs> a pee. Yeah, just sorry, <laughs> I'm not stopping. Yeah. Um, no. It, it, yeah. I. <sighs> Lord, I am, uh, the Lord did not, uh, I am not a virtuous man. Do tell. Well, patience is a virtue and I don't have any, <laughs> so I'm not a virtuous man Uh-oh. because when we get in the car and the six-year-old in the back wants to just nonstop talk to herself. And it's just random conversations of, yeah, okay, look, oh, look, there's my thumb. Oh, did you know that your thumb has another thumb? It's got a friend over here. Oh, look at the friend. Oh, let's let them meet. And that's coming out of the back seat nonstop. And then, of course, she wants to sing songs, and she doesn't know the words. Twinkle, twinkle, little dog, B-I-N-G-O was his name, oh. That's a real song. I'm, that is not made up. I'm not yeah. making that up. That that is what my daughter sings in the back seat. That's cute. It's cute for about five minutes. <laughs> I think it's cute because my daughter, 
hardly talks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to hear. Well, I'll, I'll let you take her on a road trip one day. Yeah, really? just, just take her to Bucky's, man. You'll be taking her right back. Go, okay, that, that was cute. You're right. It was cute. Get out of my car. I can't get that song out of my head. B-I-N-G-O. Yeah, and, and her her um, her E-I-E-I-O song, her, um, what the, gosh. Old McDonald? Yeah, Old McDonald. Old McDonald and Bingo get mixed up all the time. <laughs> Old McDonald had a dog and Bingo was his name. Oh. <laughs> and you want to say something. That actually kind of goes together. It kind of does. Yeah. And she's kind of figured that out. Hmm. Um, and you really want to say something, but you're like, well, you know, she's being creative, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's a creative or psychotic. I can't decide which. <laughs> I mean, you, you, a lot when, of them share those traits. Well, when does, when does talking to yourself become weird? you start responding no she does that oh well okay oh no no, no. no. she she has multiple i mean she is sybil in the back seat she's <laughs> she's got seven or eight different characters back there that she's yeah. she's carrying on a whole story with hmm. and i'm just wondering at what age should i start being concerned no idea no idea okay I can, the wife says it's normal. Yeah, I don't good. ever remember doing that. She's but. a medical professional. She is. She's she's a registered <laughs> nurse. I guess she would know. But I don't know. Sometimes I get a little concerned. Yeah, I would too. Especially when you hear, you know, because she's got little voices for each of them. But when you hear this voice, it, it gets a little concerned. Yeah, that would be weird. You know, if she ever goes back and says, "I am Legion," right? Then we have a problem. <laughs> We're gonna pull the car over. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Get the water out. Sprinkle. Or the Danny Carvey, uh, I have exercised. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the church lady or something? The church oh, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, so we were talking before the 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 uh, before we turned this thing on, and one of the things we said was we should have been having the thing on the whole time because we have better conversations off can off microphone than on microphone. I yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but we were talking about the 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 view of new earth versus old earth um you know scientists and astronomers and these people want to say that the the earth is 64 billion years old somewhere in that neighborhood 64 billion and one or plus or minus 10 yeah yeah um and then of course creationists um ourselves we're saying somewhere between six and seven thousand and I think the biggest um, the biggest problem for us as creationists is how long were they in the Garden of Eden? I think that's our variable, hmm. is we really don't know. I mean, we kind of know the age of Adam, but does the age of Adam begin when he was created, or did the age of Adam begin when he was now marked for death? Oh, I've never thought about that. Well, I mean, why would you keep an age of someone who's immortal and was never going to die? doesn't matter if you're five or 500. It doesn't matter. Hmm. So does your age begin when you now have this death sentence that, that you created? <laughs> Instead of celebrating a birthday, you celebrate a death day. Yeah, I'm just one closer <laughs> day to death. I, I'm two years closer to death Gosh. than I was two years ago. That's a way for Eve to hold that over his... Oh, him, the whole life, right? or him over her? I don't know. Sixty-four which is worse. years ago, you did this. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, sure, lady. That's how you see it. Of course, of course, that's how you'd right, see it. Exactly. 
Well, I just had it in my hand. I wasn't going to do anything with it. It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> it was two for one. He said right? two for one. The salesman was a great he salesman. Was, yeah, right? he was pretty good. I, yeah. you know, would you really die? Are you really going to? Really? Really? And you could just see. You can see Satan like that. Did he really say that? Yeah. Really? That sounds like the Dodge dealership guy I exactly. bought in the truck from. Yeah. yeah. Is it really on sale? Are you really going to get a better discount at the yeah. Ford dealership? Right, right. So, yeah. Are you really going to... But anyway, but no, that's interesting, uh, counting from when he fell versus when he was created. Because it never says how long they were in the garden. Right. Yeah, they walked with God. They talked with God. Um, and that's how we get God's name. That's how we know that God's name is Andy. <laughs> right? Andy walked. Andy walked. <laughs> with me. What is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's where we got God's name is Andy. But, um, so, yeah, we don't know how long they were in the garden. Right. Um, you know, it said that, that, uh, Adam lived 900 and some odd years mm-hmm. and Seth lived 800 and some, and Noah was 800 and something and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, so we can track it all the way back to, we know this point now, whether or not that was the day they got evicted. Right. Uh, you think God put up a big banner? <laughs> he did. It's called a cherub angel. Well, no, no. I mean, no, the, the whole fire, oh. fly, flaming swords or anything. But I mean, you think he served them? Oh, like an eviction? Notice? Yeah, huh. yeah. If he did, it'd be a scary eviction. Well, I'm just wondering because you know they have to ask you your name when when when, when they serve you. I've yeah. been served a million times because of my job. No, it's because oh, of my okay. job, not because of anything else. <laughs> But you know they'll come up and and they're sneaky about it. They're yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. You know they won't just go hi. By the way, you're Troy, right? Yeah, you've been served. <laughs> Great. You know I would have taken it. All you do is say. Um, so I'm just wondering if you know there was only two people in the garden. That's true. So it'd be kind of hard to hide. <laughs> Although they did try to hide. But then they didn't have a last name. So I mean, well, that's true. Mister Adam. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Are you Adam? Nope. <laughs> right. I think he's next door. <laughs> <laughs> Saw him the other day. He was walking right over there with the pigs. Yeah, go look under that fern over yeah. there. <laughs> you sure you're not at him? Nope. Not me. Didn't do it. <laughs> You've uh, been served. Right. And who would serve him? Gabriel? Yeah. Or Michael? Michael. He's scary. Michael was a mean one. Wasn't, wasn't Michael the mean one? Uh, He's the warrior. Yeah. 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 Of course, you know, just thinking about this, angels had to be, I can't decide if angels were just the ugliest thing ever, just this this ball of pus and mucus and fire and goo and whatever, or they were just this, this enormous creature that, because every time an angel spoke, the first thing he said was, hey, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Which means that the mere presence of whatever this was had to just strike absolute fear in the hearts of anybody that saw him. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if they were just butt ugly <laughs> <laughs> or or just, just enormously. Or maybe they were like you. Maybe they were, you know, six foot four, 400 pounds of solid muscle. Could be. I don't With know. swords and. With swords and everything gosh. else, yeah. I'd be pretty scared. Of course, having a sword. 
you know, in in that period of time would be odd all in and of itself. Mm-hmm. How'd you make that? How'd you make a sword? Because, I mean, we don't know what metal is yet. That's true. They have swords. <laughs> Flaming swords. <laughs> I don't even know if we knew what fire was back then. No, that's true. Because they were vegetarians. They were. Hmm. A lot to think about. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, we so young Earth, old Earth. Oh, young Earth, old Earth. Yeah. So uh, you know, you got a lot of people that, and 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 I've been I've been real bad about it myself. I've you know I've had this conversation, and, and I'll be honest with you, up until probably seven eight years ago, and it may have been you that helped. And well, I know it was you that helped it along the way, but um, I was one of those people that said, hey, it doesn't really matter. It just doesn't matter. Um, you know, it has nothing to do with my salvation. It has nothing to do with Jesus. It's it's not important. You know, sixty-four billion, six thousand. What's the difference? Um, you know, Big Bang, whatever. You know, I'm sure that when God said "Let there be light," there was a Big Bang. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that yep. that you know that that pretty much broke time and space right there. Um, so, what difference does it make? But the more I study and the more I get into, you know, like I said about seven or eight years ago, I I realized that I was wrong. And, but even though I believed it was six, 7,000 years old, I was still kind of of that. It doesn't really matter, but it does matter. Doesn't it? I think so. And why do you think it matters so much? Uh, you know, if, <clears throat> if there's speculation or even errancy in the Genesis story, creation and all that stuff, um, who's to say that that doesn't apply into who Moses was, who Jesus was, our salvation hinges on a lot of the accuracy of that stuff. And if there's speculation or room for, you know, debate or, or uh, you know, just those types of things, man, it, it creates a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, a lot of people want to say, well, it's it's metaphorical. It's symbolic. You know, God was, you know, saying that the days were, were symbolic. and I, And I fell for that a couple of times. Uh, you know, it's it's a metaphorical day. It's not a real day. But if you read, and and I was even looking, there's a there's a show um, that I would encourage anybody listening to to watch. It's free on YouTube now. Uh, it's called Is Genesis History, and um, what was I trying to explain? I lost my train of thought. The support for Young Earth. It was support for Young Earth, but I'm trying to remember which part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a senior moment. Um, where we were going with that, I guess we'll never find out because I have no idea. But anyway, <laughs> is Genesis history is a fantastic. Um, excuse me, <coughs> had a cold the last few days, and so if I <coughs> cough, sneeze, or otherwise have mucus coming out of strange places, it's it's nothing wrong. Um, anyway, is Genesis history is uh, a bunch of scientists that, that went back and have been able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is definitely a new earth. Um, and, uh, oh, I remember what we were saying is that it's not a literal six days. Right. But if you go back to the Hebrew text, the Hebrew text is very, very specific that it is an actual day. Uh, that is a 24-hour day, just as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and the Hebrew text is very clear that it is not to be meant to be metaphorical. Right. 
And there's lots of parts of the Bible that we can we can question. Hmm, wonder if that you know, like the parables that, that Jesus was he really talking about someone, or was that just a story? Or um, Job, even Job. I, I've looked at Job and wondered. Hmm, I wonder if that's a real story, or if it was this guy really did exist, or was that just written for my benefit? There's there's nothing to support either way. Um, you know, the Proverbs and the Psalms, obviously, they're you know they're poetry and they're. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of metaphor. What about Jonah and the whale? You know that a lot of people point to that and go, well, "That's not physically possible. It's more metaphorical." I guess that's possible. Um, I think it's legitimate. I oh, think, yeah, I think it's. I think it's because it's. You know, when we get down to specifics of who he is, where he's going, what he's doing, how he got there, that tends to take the metaphors out of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's consistent with God's nature about if he in in the Old Testament when he commissioned a prophet to do something and the prophet chose not to do that there was a measure of chastisement that oh, came yeah. with that and, oh, yeah. and at that time that moment that incident happened that correlated with that chastisement it ultimately got Jonah's attention to the point of repentance I mean that's all within the framework of how God works that would definitely get my attention yeah, me too imagine the smell in there oh, oh my gosh. I guess if you like sushi, sushi, though. right? Yeah, <laughs> There's plenty of that in there. Lots of seaweed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice little salad. Yeah, I think you could start a little fire in there. Oh gosh, I'm sure heart. would make them burp. That, well, that, that poor <laughs> whale would have heartburn. Literally, exactly. Anyway, anyway, um, so to to say that creation is. Um, metaphorical is is way off uh, simply because we have the wording we have the text we have the literal this is how it played out um, and the way that the, the the amazement to me and again if you watch this is Genesis history is how creation is laid out what came first what came next what came next it couldn't have happened any other way right and been sustained and be able to sustain itself exactly it just couldn't have happened any other way, and and we can all agree that that Genesis was written a long time ago. Um, you know, we, we say it was written four thousand years ago. Let's say it was written two thousand, three thousand. You, you know, even if you don't want to agree that it was written, you know, by Moses four thousand years ago, and maybe that some things have changed in the text. Even if you want to say that, you're wrong. But even if you want to say that, that's fine. But even 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, you know, to be able to lay out the order of how things came into being in such a precise manner that scientists have said that's the only way it would have worked. We didn't know that much 1,000 years ago, yeah, 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and a lot of people, you know, beat up on Leviticus. Uh, you know, 613, 613, yeah, 613 laws. A lot of people beat up on that. Because, oh my gosh, they had 613 laws. Well, first of all, you need to know the reason why the laws were there. But second of all, if you look at a lot of these laws, it was wash your hands before you touch food. Right. Wash the food before you eat it. Uh, if you're sick, you have to get out of the camp for X amount of time. If, um, these people had no idea what a what a, a microbe was. They had no idea yeah. what um, any any type of biology. You know, like like. Um, Bugs that, that, you know, 
<coughs> viruses and, and like what I've got in my right. head right now. They had no idea what those things were. <laughs> and what God was doing was keeping them alive, you know, and he was um, not allowing them to eat certain animals that had parasites in them that if you didn't cook it exactly right, the parasites would kill you. That's right. Um, And so a lot of those laws were basically there just to keep you alive. Exactly. Um, Because he knew they were going into a wilderness for 40 years. Right. And they had to be, you know, you got to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And there's no doctors around here. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I can protect you and I can miraculously save you, but, you know, you need to do some stuff on your own. That's true. (laughs) You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at the stick with the snake on it, um, which by the way, that, that, that amazing, cause my wife is a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, there was a certain type of adder or snake that was in the wilderness that kept biting them and, and killing yep. them. Yep. It was extremely venomous. And so God told Moses and Moses told Aaron, I believe to get a stick and take one of the dead snakes and wrap it around the pole. And to hold that pole up, and so if anyone was ever bitten by one of these snakes, they would go to the pole, and it, they would be miraculously cured by this, you know, by God. It's the exact same symbol that's on the medical professional stuff these days. Right. If you ever look at uh, a doctor or a nurse or whatever, uh, you'll see that little symbol of the pole with the snake wrapped around it. So if you're ever wondering what that was, that goes all the way back to Exodus. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. That, that is very cool. That we, we, you know, and I can tell you right now, a lot of doctors out there have no idea what no, that thing of means. No <laughs> idea what it means. But anyway, to say that um, the seven days or the six days were metaphorical is, is inaccurate. So, but to your point, if we say that, oh, well, that didn't really happen, well, then that starts taking a line out from Adam to Jesus, you know, from the redemption story. And so if we say that didn't happen, then who's to say that, you know, Seth was real or Cain and Abel were real? Who's to say that Seth was real? Who's to say that Noah was real? Who's to say that the flood was real? Yeah. I mean, was the flood metaphorical? I'm asking, legitimately asking, because I know you you have a lot to say on that. A lot of people do believe that it was, one, metaphorical, two, it was regional, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But there's a lot of implications Surrounding the flood, I mean, it was literally like the, not rebirth, but it was like the regeneration of of planet of the of the human race. Right. I mean, a lot. Adam was the first man, of course, but everybody except those seven people on board were wiped out. It literally was right. restarting the entire human right. race. Yeah, and even some of the uh, even some of the you know a lot of people said, well, all the marine life lived. Well, no, not according to the fossil records. Exactly. Um, you know, according to the fossil records, not much of the marine life lived because we have, you know, all of this evidence. And, and it's funny because, you know, you, you take the flood and you say, well, okay, it says it in the Bible. Yeah, but you go to every part of any nation around the world, there is a flood story. Yeah. It may not be Noah. It may not be, you know, but there is a very, very similar story to Noah in every single culture around the world, um, bar none. I mean, even some of these oogly boogly tribes, yeah. you know, they'll sit there and tell you about. <laughs> that's a dude. What'd you call me? Yeah, that's a dude. That was a guy <laughs> who, who got in a boat oh, okay. with his wife. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they. Anyway. So what's interesting, so I mean, it was a pause. So even 
um, the from, and I'm going off very very bad memory here, but the Chinese symbol for what is it? Something. It's yeah, like uh, uh, for South. No, um, it's for it, it's yeah, it's an upside down boat. Um, but it's boat with yeah. the number eight, right? Like as a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a boat with an eight. And it's it's not the symbol for flood, but it's a symbol for something aquatic related. Yeah. 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 Um, and yes, it's it's a boat with an eight, yeah. which is represents Noah with the eight right. people in it. And that was a culture that was inherently sort of um, isolated from yeah, any they, kind of Jewish uh, influence. Yeah, they've they've never been. Um, they, they've yeah they've they've never been any type of uh, Jewish or Christian or, or anything else. Um, yeah, they've always, you know, had the 243 gods. And, man, I can't keep one happy. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine, you know, having, you know, you know 14,000 gods. Which, oh, no, he's mad at me again. Which one? I don't know. It's the one on the right. I can't remember his name. The, the little cat with the hand going back and forth. What's his name? I forgot. He's the, every, he's, the, he's the god of donuts. donuts. Yeah. <laughs> It's the donut god. I've never asked anyone, but I really want to know. Yeah, I need to know. Why every single donut shop has the cat with the hand going back. And what's with the hand going back and forth? What does that do? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. But they always have donuts in front of him, and they're always fresh. Yeah. I always want to take it. I wonder what would happen to me if they did. He's not eating it. Ridiculous. But. You know, we look at the 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 story of of Noah, and science has just now started to catch up with the Bible. Um, it's it's amazing how um, the more science digs and the more they look and the more they try to prove some other thing, the more they start to prove the Bible right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what they try to use as proof of sixty four billion years. Well, take the Grand Canyon, for example. And, and if you watch this show in Genesis, you'll see it. They want to take the Grand Canyon and tell you that the Colorado River, over billions of years, created this this etching effect through this canyon. And it took billions of years and da-da-da-da-da. Well, the problem with that is that there's never been that much water in the Grand Canyon. That's number one. Number two, the problem is if you go through the layers of, of the Grand Canyon... There are very specific layers, and they're laid down very flat, and they're laid down very straight. And according to you know scientists and this, that, and the other, they want to say, well, yeah, this was 10 billion years ago. This was 20 billion. Well, that'd be okay, except there's zero erosion in each layer. Right. You know, you'd think that if a layer had been sitting there for a billion years, it wouldn't be the exact same depth and height all the way across. Yeah. It's going to change a little bit, the wind and the rain. Have you seen the pictures of the like the tree, the like the logs that yeah, are yeah. standing going up through, through the like layers. seven layers? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, that tree was eight hundred million years. Old. Right, wow, exactly. That's interesting. And it just stood there all exactly, that time. Right, all that time. for eight hundred million yeah, years, it just stood straight just right there. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. So the more they try to prove it, the more the more they well, and and um, also in this movie again, highly recommend you watch this movie. They talk about the canyons outside of Mount St. Helens. Yep, that's that, what I was going to bring That are up. very, very similar to the Grand Canyons, and they happened in like a day. Yeah, that's a perfect case study of um, 
the Grand Canyon because that that was a measurable, recordable, observable incident that happened with the exact same results. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, the more they try to debunk it, the more they, they just prove it true. So, so if we, you know, if we take, like you said, you know, okay, if, if Genesis isn't, isn't history, then, then Noah isn't history. And if Noah isn't history, then Abraham isn't history. And if Abraham isn't history, then Moses isn't history and so on and so forth, all the way up to David, you know, and then if David is just coming from some fictitious place, well, then the whole line of Christ is gone. Yeah. which makes the whole Bible irrelevant. <clears throat> so for us to say that creation and new earth versus old earth is irrelevant, I think is a very dangerous, slippery slope that Christians have a tendency to start sliding down. Yeah. Um, and these millions and billions of years opens the door for things like evolution. A lot of this... Um, it, 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 what scientists have done is they've created this false paradigm of you're, you either believe in science or you believe in religion kind of a thing. And, and they want you to believe that the two can't coexist, especially that one can't prove the other, namely science proving the accuracy of, of what we believe. Um, so they, they're creating all these false paradigms and false debates and things like that to, to really throw off the fact that what they're saying makes logically absolutely no sense. Right. Um, but for this millions and billions of years thing to actually work, you have to have very slow evolution, which means that there was no actual man created, that it was a single cell organism that turned yeah. into a blob, the algae, and yada, yada, yada. And at what yeah, point, you're a fish. Yeah, at what point was Adam officially Adam, or was it... 879,000 iterations before the actual act. Like, yeah. it, it's so subjective and so right. gray that it's just ridiculous. Well, and, and what you said, you know, coming from their paradigm, they're, they're coming from the paradigm of the earth is billions of years old. So they have to prove that. So that's, yeah. that's the line they're coming from. Right. We're coming from the paradigm of the earth is 7,000 years old. And that's a whole lot easier for us to prove because for a large portion of that, we have historical evidence. For none of yours do you have historical evidence. You have no evidence whatsoever. You have a theory, and you want to call it science. Well, it's not science. It's a religion. And, and they need to just go ahead and, you know, they, they keep wanting to say, oh, you're, you're religion, you're religion. You're, well, religion is nothing more than a belief, okay? A belief in something that I can't prove, all right? You can't prove this. Right. Just call it a religion. It, it's okay, you know, call your theories and your, you know, 64 billion year evolution, it's a religion. You know, we're just, we're brave enough to say, yes, I, I, I have a religion and I believe in a God that created this. Yeah. You believe that it came out of nothing, absolutely nothingness, mm -hmm. you know? And, and when I sit there and I, I talk to atheists about that, I'll, I'll even go down their road of the Big Bang Theory and I'll say, okay, fine, let's, let's go back 64 billion years. Where did the singularity that all this came from, you know, that this blew up and created all the space all at once, where did that singularity come from? It can't just create itself. It can't just come from absolutely nothing. And not to mention that, where did the space to put it all come from? You know, if, if, if it exploded and, and, and expanded all at once, who created the space to put all that expansion in? Right. I mean, so even if we take your theory and your religion 
of, of a single of a single singularity exploding and creating the universe all at once. Fine, I'll, I'll I'll even give you that. It's wrong, but I'll give it to you. Where did that come from? You know, at some point you have to say there has to be a creator somewhere, somewhere, even if it's sixty four billion years ago. You still have to come up with a conclusion that something created. You cannot create something from nothing. Even your own science, that's the first rule of thermodynamics. Exactly. Is, you know, nothing cannot produce something. Yeah. Um, so, and just the fact that it is created so perfectly mm-hmm. and that so many things are on such a razor's edge that if, if you know, if we were 10 feet closer or 10 feet further from the sun, we would either freeze or, or melt. Yeah. Uh, if the earth wasn't on a certain axis and revolving at a certain pace and, you know, just so many things that you cannot tell me every one of these exactly. are by accident. Yeah. Even Charles Darwin, looking at the human eye, realized the complexity of it transcended the possibility of evolution. Right. Yeah. And even even Darwin threw his that. yeah he yeah. threw his evolution theory out yeah, on his exactly. deathbed. Uh, you know, even he said, "No, nah, this 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 doesn't work." Um, but and and that's the that's the funny part is that even Darwin himself said, "Yeah, this doesn't work." And yet they still all go back and say, well, it's Darwin's theory. No, Darwin threw it out. Yeah. It's but, not Darwin's anymore. But they have to prop up some Messiah-ish yeah. type of person as the champion. Yeah. But it's it's funny that your your Messiah recanted. You <laughs> <Right>. know? <laughs> we can't talk about that. Mine never did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So I think it's important. And, and you know, we, we were actually going to start this podcast about something totally different and, and it kind of led us down this rabbit hole of, of creation and this whole, not, not that, not about creation. Cause I'm sure most people listening to this podcast believe in creation of some sort, but it's that creation is a literal six days and a literal 7,000 years ago. And that it hasn't been here for billions of years. And, and if we go down that road of it doesn't matter, then, then we're, we're, we're saying that the entire Bible doesn't matter. Yeah. And if we're taking that as the literal uh, inspired word of God, then how can we say it doesn't matter? So what we were going to talk about, (laughs) what we had planned to talk about were aliens. Mm, That's where we were going to go. (laughs) And I think we still will. Yeah. But let's take a break. break. I forgot which button to push. Um, <laughs> I've only got four. It's not like there's yeah, a, exactly. You know, I mean, there's the intro, there's the outro, and then there's the. <laughs> oh, and I've got this one. Oh, you know a lot because we're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, um, dude. We were talking about something that, that we should have had the darn tape rolling while we were there talking about that, and you you said something that then sent me down a hole that's that that just really solidified everything we've just talked about. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about aliens, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, tell me what you just said about the, the. we started with the loaves and the fishes. Sure. Start there and, and let's, let's, let's try to recreate what you and I just were yeah. talking about because it was amazing. Okay, so maybe like many of you listeners, um, 
you know, I, I didn't go to church. I wasn't raised in church. Um, I didn't really step foot into church until I was 21 years old. Um, I had been programmed through school and through TV and movies to accept this, this millions and billions of year age, earth, age, and um, universe philosophy. I didn't know that I was being programmed to believe it, but it was just everywhere. There was no counter argument, so I just accepted it. So for 21 years of my life, living and believing that, yeah, evolution, millions and billions of years. Pick up a Bible, get saved, have a relationship with Jesus, still believing the millions and billions of years, everything's good. But then I start reading Genesis and some of the things we've talked about, about, um, you know, uh, even like day four, if the insects were created and things like that, which which are needed for um, populating trees, you know, and, and um, regeneration of all that other stuff. If it took a billion years between those events, trees wouldn't have survived. You know yeah. what I mean? So I started really looking at, man, like there's got to be an answer to this thing. Yeah. And way over in the New Testament, um, I don't know if it was a, something I listened to or just a question that, that popped into my head. But one time I was reading the story of Jesus multiplying the fishes and loaves, feeding the 5,000. And it says that as the disciples reached into the basket, they pulled out fish, they pulled out bread. Well, listeners, let me ask you a question. How old was the bread and the fish in the disciples' hand as they pulled it out of the basket? Yeah. Some would say, let's... It was just created zero minutes old. Yeah. But then how could it be a fully formed fish or a fully baked loaf of bread yeah. if it was zero minutes old? God was creating those things with a perceived age. Right. So perhaps when we were talking about the the lame that Jesus healed and the beggars and things right. like that, right. fully restored limbs with a perceived age that were instantaneously created. And not only created, but given the ability to function. Yeah. Because uh, we were talking about the the the, the lame uh, at the well of Bethesda when Jesus, you know, on the Sabbath, being the rebel that he was, uh, <laughs> he, he, he healed the guy and said, pick up your mat and walk away. <coughs> this guy has been lame for, you know, we, we don't know how, his entire life, we're, right. we're thinking 30, 40 years. And how long does it take a child to learn how to walk? You know, it, it takes a good year, year and a half before the child, you know, and he has to learn how to scoot and then to crawl and then to wobble. And no, he picked up his mat and walked out of, of, of the temple. Yeah. And so Jesus not only healed his physical body, but he gave him the, the muscle memory and the genetic structure and the whole gambit of this is how you walk. Same thing with the blind. Yeah. You know, I mean, a person that's been blind their entire life and all of a sudden gets to see, they have no idea what they're looking at, but God did not give him just sight. He gave him a sight and the ability to interpret what it was he was seeing. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was thinking about not to get off subject and, and we'll circle back in a second, but yeah. I can't help but think about right now the the blind person that Jesus, I think it was the one where he the mud. spit on yeah. the mud and, and he asked the guy what he saw. You remember what he said? No. He said, I see people walking around like trees. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, let's do this again. And right, right. Now, there's a there's a reason why he saw that, which we'll talk about at a different time. But the point is, 
to your point, if he never saw people or how trees know what before, a tree was? how in the world would he yeah. know what a tree is? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And so to think that, that God created the world in six days, but did it in such a way that it looked as though, it feels as though it's been there for billions of years. Of course he would. Yeah. Because to the untrained mind, you look at something and go, man, this had to take a long time to make. You know, this is way too complex. This is way too perfect. And God said, well, yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm perfect. Oh, right. And, and, and he, he made it look as though and made it act as though it's, you know, 64 billion years old. So, of course, it looks that way, just like the fish looked like a two-year-old fish that you would have caught out of the lake. But it was seconds old. Um, of course, God has that ability. It's kind of like um, a guy told me a story one time. There was a philosopher sitting on a hill, and I don't know which philosopher it was, Plato, Aristotle, one of them. But he's sitting on a hill, and he's watching a little boy. And the little boy's out on the beach, and the little boy has dug a hole in the sand of the beach. And he's got a bucket. And he runs out to the ocean, and he grabs a bucket of water, and he puts it in the hole. He grums, he comes back, he starts again. He goes, gets a bucket, gets a bottle, gets a bucket of water, puts it in the hole. And he does this over and over and over, nonstop. And finally, the philosopher who was trying to figure out the whole meaning of life and the whole how the world was, you know, all of these things that, that uh, you know, he was just trying to figure it all out, was completely and utterly distracted by this boy. And so he finally walks down off the cliff and he goes down to the beach and he walks up to the little boy and he says, little boy, whoo. What are you doing? He said, well, I'm going to put that ocean in that hole. And the philosopher says, you can't put that entire ocean in that tiny little hole. And the boy said to the philosopher, and you cannot put the wonders of God into that tiny little mind. (laughs) And then he disappeared. (laughs) Which is exactly where we are, is that at some point we have to have faith. Because we can't know the things that God knows because we're not God. Thank God we're not God because I don't want that job. But to be arrogant enough as humans to think that we can figure all this out is, is just the arrogance in us is just insane. You know, it's, it's like the two scientists that told God, Hey, we figured out how to make a human. Did you now? We did. We, We know how you did it. Really? He says, yes, sir. He says, so you can create a man from dirt and all that? Yes, sir, we can. He says, great. God says, show me. The scientist said, no problem. And he reached down and grabbed some dirt and God said, oh, get your own dirt. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, you might be able to create the man, but can you create the dirt? Exactly. That's funny. (laughs) So, looks like you looked up something. Oh, no, this was, I think, moments past, but um, going back to the perceived age thing, you know, looking at the trillions of stars in the galaxies um, in the universe, it's like, man, is that just a big waste of time? Is that just, right. I mean, so, I mean, we That's haven't even explored. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even been able to take photographs of like a millionth of a percent of what's out there. Right. That's a lot of wasted space. Right. A lot of wasted creative energy. But a couple things for me. One, it also points to, I mean, God's that infinitely creative I mean, probably just out there with like a paintbrush, you know, just in the yeah. heavens, just painting, you know, just creating things that no one will you ever think. He's even like know. Bob Ross, well, yeah. Put a pretty little tree right uh, there, uh, whacking it like get rid of the little, the little devils. Yeah, I love what he's. I love Bob Ross. 
But um, but okay. So it says in Genesis one, speaking of all of those stars and all and the moon and things like that. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. In his infinite knowledge and wisdom, those things were for us. Right. We weren't just evolutionarily just happenstance, but he had humanity in mind and created all of this stuff for us to experience him even to the point of those millions and billions and trillions of stars read that again read, read that oh, again because i want to i want to there's one part i want to god said let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night let them be for signs and for seasons for days and for years so in the beginning in the first thousand years do you think that anybody looked at the head well some did but in the beginning we didn't know what stars were. We didn't know that they moved or didn't move. We didn't know any of that. That tells me that God not only had a plan, but he had a plan for a long time from where he, because he knew that we would use the stars to mark the seasons. Yeah. We didn't do it mm-hmm. in the beginning because we didn't know. We, yeah. uh, we the big ball of fire go across the sky. We don't know. <laughs> you know, we don't know. We didn't know what it meant. Right. Uh, you know, we thought the earth was the center of the universe until recently. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and we thought the sun went around us and, so it wasn't, I mean, God wasn't just planning for that day and, and the next couple of days after. He was planning for however long it is that, that we're here. Yeah. Because even now, you know, we're looking at these stars in, in amazement of, of what they are, which brings up a point, which brings up, <laughs> okay, this is a good one too, and I want to yeah. see if you can answer it. Um, I, I can only answer it one way, and it's, it's some people call it the cop-out Christian way, but whatever. Um, so if we can measure the speed of light and from the speed of light, we can measure distances of stars away from the earth. And so there are the closest star, I think is, what's the name of it? Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri. And it's, I forgot how many light years away. But then there's the um, Andromeda Galaxy. And the Andromeda Galaxy is like a million light years away from us. If the Earth is only 7,000 years old and light travels at a constant speed and we know for certain that that's at least a million light years away, then how does the light from the Andromeda Galaxy get back to us in less than 64 million years? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> that was a, a, I mean, that was there's a question. A, yeah, I mean, there's a couple theories about it. I'm, I'm by no means an astrophysicist, yeah. but I've listened to some even young Earth creationists, astrophysicists, to to tackle that question. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a little bit above me. I I would have to brush up on speaking intelligently about it. But technically, we know the speed of light in one direction. We're only assuming. That, we, that light is bouncing off of that object and back to us mm. at the same rate. But because of the complexities of light and time and everything else, there's no actual way to prove that the speed of light is the same in both directions. Yes, yeah, so in a sneeze. Go yeah, ahead. No, Keep going. I, I just watched this thing. thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll try not to. So there's a couple of theories. One is... <clears throat> 
the light that we are seeing could potentially be faster than the speed of light because we're only seeing it one way. The other one is there's a theory called um, light created in motion, meaning God created the light 6,000 years away so that we're just now seeing it. But it wouldn't really make sense because why would he create an object out there right. kind of like like alter the natural physics of things just so we can see it? I don't think that that's... I think it's know. the same as the fish. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's, I think that's it's, the other I think one. It, yeah, and, and I even think you know, some of the um, Christian astro, astro whatever physicists um, will agree with it. it it's kind of like the fish is that when God created it, he created it to a point that it's visible. You know, and yeah. and doesn't matter how far it is away. Right. Um, now, we can now say how far it is away because we've got the ability to to figure that out. But when it was created, it was created in a manner that it was already visible, mm-hmm. um, and that the speed of light had no, you know, it, the laws of physics had not yet been created when when the when the um, stars were made. Yeah. The stars and everything else, as he was going, God was creating, you know, the the the, the laws of, of nature and the laws of physics and all of this. Those were being created as he went through it. And so the fact that he stands outside those laws means he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, and so the laws of physics do not apply to the creator. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my theory, is that yeah, right absolutely. But that that brings up aliens. It does. It does bring up aliens. <laughs> And so I wanted to talk about aliens because, and we'll, we, won't, we won't spend too much time on this, but I wanted to talk about aliens because here recently, um, in that last, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is how the government is spending your money. Um, in that last $2.3 trillion coronavirus relief fund, yeah, you know, the, the one that um, was going to give billions of dollars to every other country but ours, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the uh, the conditions of this passing, oddly enough, was that NASA and the uh, other government officials had to declassify certain parts of their UFO program mm. and to make all of that uh, those documents available to the public. <laughs> now, how that relates to the coronavirus? <laughs> I have no idea. That's but I think some nerd somewhere had been itching on this for years and figured, ooh, I know how to get it done yeah, now. Probably blackmailed a senator. <laughs> yeah, <like>. Exactly. So, <laughs> so some nerd somewhere in some office that's been dying to see ET. It, you know, he finally figured out a way to get all this stuff declassified just <laughs> because he wanted to read it. Right. But in there, there's some interesting stuff, and this is not. We're not talking about the 1940s stuff and the the Area 51 stuff. We're talking about some recent stuff that happened between the years of 2004 and 2021. In that time, 144 UAP, which is unidentified aircraft, something or another, I don't know exactly how they, UFOs, um, were identified. And now, these are not from Bubba Joe down in the trailer park, saying that yeah, he came down, he took me up, <laughs> They put something in my butt. Ain't no problem. They does. They suck something in my butt. And they sent me back down, and, and 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 I've never been the same now. Now my tooth hurts. Um, not that guy. These are all from military aviators. So, some people that we can trust usually. Yeah. Um, one hundred and forty-four reports 
Some of these reports were talking about these particular objects were moving at a rate of over 13,000 miles per hour and were pulling over 100 Gs. One of the 144 was able to be identified as a balloon. The other 143 have not been identified. There, and you may have seen it on the news here recently, there, there is video. There's one really uh, famous video of one that they followed that numerous aircraft followed for uh, quite a while, about an hour or so they followed it, and it kept making these odd movements. It would move at you know 3,000 miles an hour, then it would just stop mm-hmm. and move in a different direction. It would go 5,000 miles an hour that and stop and move in a different direction. Physically impossible for it to do these things. Um, and these are military aviators, 144 counts. How do we account for UFOs, for aliens? Is, is it possible in this creation, and, and we, just, we just agreed that, that this earth and everything, the entire universe that, that we see, every star that we see, every light that we see, everything that we see was created six to 7,000 years ago by God in six days. How do we account for these possible extraterrestrial beings? How do we do that? And is it okay? Can we? It's assuming that they're extraterrestrial in nature. Mm-hmm. My, my theory is it's government technology, and not just U.S. government, although I think a lot of it is U.S. government, but Chinese government you know, technology and everything else that they're exploring out there. But to look at it extraterrestrially, we also have to look at it theologically, my opinion. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how do we justify this? How do we, how do we reconcile this with, with the Bible? It's a good point. Good question. Have you done it? I, I cannot. No. I cannot. Um, you know, I, I look at it and, there's there's always this one problem you know can god create another planet like earth somewhere and not tell us sure absolutely can god create life on that other planet uh in his image and and all that absolutely 100 percent. god doesn't have to tell us what his all his plans are you know i mean uh i think even the bible says that you know i have plans that you have no idea what are you know that, that you know I, I know things that you don't know that you're never going to know, you know, and he, even when you get to heaven, it's still going to take you a while. But anyway, so God doesn't tell us everything he does and how he does it. And he doesn't have to, he's God, he can do whatever he wants. So is it possible? I would say absolutely yes. But that brings into question salvation. That brings into question the redeemer. And so the only way it would be possible that another group of humans, and I, it's funny, I read an article uh, in pre- preparation of this, and the name of the article is "Did Jesus Save the Klingons?" Um, which I, yeah, you know, it, it was a play on words. It was a joke, but it, it was dealing with the real issues of if there's another race of humanoid type beings that are in God's image that He created, would they not have fallen as well? And if they did, then how could we? You know, could could Jesus's blood from Earth cover their sins on? Krypton or wherever they're from, um, you know, could that be, and if it did, you brought up a good point that I want you to talk about. And that was, uh, in Ruth, the kinsman redeemer and how 
<coughs> that plays in our salvation. Go, go through that, what you had said about that. Yeah, just, just overviews. So, um, you know, um, in the book of Ruth, it talks about, um, and I don't remember, man, you put me on the spot. I'm kind of rusty with my story of Ruth. But, but essentially, it took a member of the family, a, a, a kin, if you will, to redeem Ruth, to kind of set her free. And Jesus is humanity's kinsman redeemer. Um, he couldn't have just remained in heaven and waved his hand and said, thou art forgiven. So it, took, it took becoming a man in our likeness, in our image, born of our flesh, um, to, leave, um, to, to, to live the perfect life, die a sacrifice, um, and have that transference of, of righteousness. But you bring up a good point. Uh, you know, that was for humanity on earth. Could it be extended to other forms of life? Um, I, I'm pretty staunch on the belief that the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I mean, even back in Genesis where it talks about, um, you know, animals versus fish and everybody, we all have different flesh. You know, we're, we're, we're all different creature, creatures. So for Jesus, who was the mediator between God and man, exclusively and only God and mankind, the humankind, the earthly humankind, and the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and then judgment, which Jesus was judged according to our sin. He theologically couldn't also go to another world or earth and live that life and die because he's already died once. Right. So, well, and, and he is, he is so tied to, I mean, all the way back in Genesis, I mean, even the moment that we fell, God had this plan in place. I mean, yeah. he even talks about, you know, that, um, oh, what he, he will bruise your heel and you will crush his head. Right. Talking about Jesus and Satan, yeah. you know, in that, you know, Satan will appear to have his way by getting Jesus on the cross. But in reality, Jesus crushed his head by defeating death. Yeah. And, it, and, and what did God make for them to cover their nakedness? Animal skins. Which was the first sacrifice. Right. Which yeah. Was, yeah, it was the first sacrifice of, of, of to, flesh. Pointing to redemption. Right. Yeah. And so from there, it became a sacrificial system. Now, it didn't fully devolve into that sacrificial system until uh, Jacob, I guess. Well, it was after Moses, after all of the, uh, you know, after the, the, the laws and everything else. Um, and then when the Hebrew nation was, had come about and the laws came down, then the sacrificial system was put in place yeah. of, you know, being able to, to use a, 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 yeah. a, in some areas it was a lamb, a spot, a spotless lamb and others, it was a dove just depending mm-hmm. on your, your means at the time, yeah. uh, which was, was nice of, of God to do that, yeah. you know, so, you know, so that, you know. Like for you and me, you know, we, we would have to sacrifice a Toyota, whereas <laughs> other people might be a Lamborghini, right. you know, depending on your, your stature, you yeah. know, so, um, so that, yeah, that whole sacrificial system came, but from that beginning, from that moment of the fall, instead of just, you know, 
smiting us and saying, that's it, I'm done. You know, I knew you couldn't handle it. He created a, a, a way. And that way goes all through Genesis and through the Old Testament into the New Testament. And now we're looking back at that way. Um, so that would have to mean that somewhere on some other planet, if that fall occurred, then that whole line would have to start up all over again. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I just hmm. So I uh, here's my theory. Because we can't... We can't pull the Christian card that we have a tendency to pull sometimes where we cover our eyes, stick our fingers in our ears and go, la, 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 it's not there, it's not real, it didn't happen. We can't ignore things. We've got to be able to look at things, look at reality, and come up with an answer that matches our, our faith and matches God's character and matches what you know could be. No, no we may be wrong, but... But we can't just ignore it and hope it goes away. Uh, and so many Christians will do that. Somebody will just, oh, yeah. no, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus exactly. is the answer. Yeah. You know, it's like, Live by faith. Yeah, well, it's like the kid, you know, taking the, the, the algebra test and, you know, what's seven squared times four minus three with the out, you know, and you just put Jesus because Jesus <laughs> is always the answer, right? You're going to fail. You're, you're going to fail that test. <laughs> Even if you do have a Christian teacher, you're going to fail that right. test. Um so, you know, we, we can't just throw that flag up there every time. So we have to come up with something that makes sense. And to me, what makes sense is angelic beings. Why could God not create other places? I mean, because the, the universe is pretty big. I don't know if you've looked at it lately, but it's pretty darn big. Um, and we are nothing but a grain of sand in that universe. So why could God not create other worlds with angelic beings such as the angels that, that we have. Um, or maybe, just maybe, those little places could be like, like, see, I'm going to the Bahamas in a couple of weeks. Rub it in. Just saying. I'm going to the Bahamas <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Did, did I mention I was going to the Paradise Island? I don't yeah. know how it could be any better than that. Paradise Island. Yeah, anyway. I will, not, I will not be parasailing. But anyway... <laughs> Although they have that there, I will not be doing that. Anyway, um, maybe those are like resort places for us to go later. I don't know. But instead of just sticking my fingers in my ear and saying, la, 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 I have to come up with a reason. And I think that maybe these lights that we see, these these things that we see, these phenomenon that we can't explain could easily be, you know, angelic beings. I mean, they've, they've come here before. Um They've done it before. Did were we talking about on on how how angels must be ugly sons of God? Did we did we talk yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah. One? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you know that would make more sense. That that would be more plausible um, to me. Is that yeah we're seeing you know real live angels. You know why not? Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's a really good point. You know, I tend to be very uh, black and white. Um, like orthodox kind of a thing. But that's a good point. You know, I've always considered like where do demons live? Mm-hmm. There's there's indications of what they do and, and things like that scattered throughout the Bible. But when they're not in people's bodies making them do weird things, no. what are they doing? Like, yeah. Where are they? And yeah. it, it, I mean, it's possible that they're out there somewhere. Well, even the Bible talks about ghosts. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. People say yeah. that the ghosts are not real. Right. Well, no, the Bible says they are. Yeah. Uh, because even Jesus says, if I was a ghost, would you be able to put your hands in my side and in my... Yeah. Which, is, why would he say, if I were a ghost, if ghosts were not a thing? And they thought that he was a ghost walking on water. Exactly. And what's another name for the Holy Spirit? The Holy Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> but he's not the ghost, because if he were a ghost, <laughs> he says it right there. Yeah, but it's the spirit of... A person, yes, a disembodied spirit. Uh, now, I believe the only ghosts, if there are ghosts, would be those of the demon realm and not of the saved, because that would go against what biblical teaching tells us. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think people are That's wa- right. wandering around looking for the light. No, no. And and to your point, you know, there have been. Um, it says that when Jesus was in the wilderness, that Satan tempted him. Yeah. In person. Right. Um, So, yeah, um, it's, it's possible. It's interesting to think about. And a third of the angels went with him. Yeah. And I don't know how many angels they were started with, but I bet it was a bunch. I bet. So, you know, how many how many demons are there around? You know, there's got to be quite a few of them. Yeah. And then we're talking about, because you, when you're talking about angelic, you're not just talking about demonic angels. No, it could yeah, be yeah, either yeah. way. Right. I mean, <clears throat> you know, uh, I mean, uh, Elijah went to heaven in a, in a, chariot right you know who's to say they're not riding their chariots around and you know they, they may be getting spanked when they get home you know and god's like you weren't supposed to be there you, they saw you you weren't supposed to be you took that. longer than expected yeah. <laughs> did you get the pizza that's all i want to know did you get the pizza <laughs> now you know there's this covid thing down there you got to drive up they won't even deliver anymore <laughs> six foot rule can't even, yeah can't can, visit yeah, people yeah. Anymore. Um, I told them not to be afraid, but they were afraid. I don't know. God, we got to do something about this whole face thing. It's just yeah. not working out. I had to wait till they uh, woke up from their fainting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to steal it. I had to pay for it. <laughs> had to render under Caesar what was Caesar's. Right. I went little to Little Caesar's. Caesar's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got pizza, pizza. All right. Yeah. Huh. So. So, yeah, I mean, this whole UFO thing, I, I, I don't see it as being as alarming as some people are trying to make it to be because, um, I mean, God's done some incredible things. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, you know, especially with our day and time of, you know, I believe, you know, like we were talking to Pastor Darren, uh, Mr. Pastor Darren, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, how the end times may be, may be drawing closer and closer, which, you know, Maybe some, you know, Jesus or God said, "Hey, look, if you ever wanted to go to Earth, you know, now would be the time because it's not going to be around much longer." So, <laughs> so tourist season may be up, you know, and they, they you know, they, there may be more tourists than there were before, you know, kind of looking at us and enjoying. Uh, we're probably like a zoo to them, you know, exactly. tapping on the glass, a lot of making him mad. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so, huh. I don't know. It's interesting. It is yeah. interesting. But I'm glad we talked about the Genesis thing because if you're listening to this, we have we have got to, you know, we, we talked about a couple of podcasts ago about offending people and, and not being offensive and, and, you know, trying to preach the gospel in a, in a manner that is um, acceptable. But, you know, there's going to come a point where you are going to offend people. The problem that I have is that we're indoctrinating our children into their religion. And again, I go back to say that evolution is a religion. Yeah. And 
the government has agreed to allow the indoctrination of that religion to our children. And I wouldn't mind so much if they allowed mine to be preached right along next to it yeah. and let them decide. But they don't even allow mine in school. And that has to change. That really has to change. Um, you know, it's it's so important for us to teach our kids at home. It's so important for us to to explain these things to them and to, to tell them that, yeah, it, it was six days. Yeah, yeah, it's 6,000 years, 7,000 years. Yeah, and, and, and start them early that, you know, okay, when you go to school, here's what he's going to tell you, okay? Listen to what he says. Study what he says because you're going to be tested on it. And then when it's over, just forget it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, with you. Um, but we need to try to find a way to get this back in school. Because it used to be in school. We used to teach creationism right alongside. Yeah. There wasn't much of it. I mean, they, they would, and it was intelligent design. They didn't even really call it, you know, creation. They called it intelligent design, which I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got to get intelligent design, creationism, whatever you want to call it, back into our school system. Yeah. And maybe it can start with within the church. I mean, how many, if we were to take a poll of the average American church and whether they believed in millions and billions or 7,000 evolution versus, you know, not evolution, yeah. Big Bang versus special creation, I bet you the stats would be staggering. I think they would. I think they would. And so maybe perhaps starting even in the church, yeah, really teaching the truth, getting back to the basics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're indoctrinating our kids into the, the, it's confusing them so badly, you know, that, um, and, and if we're apathetic with our faith, if, if we're just those people that just go to church on Sunday, check a box and go home and we're not teaching, we're not being intentional, then, you know, these kids are not going to know one way or another. And they're just going to say, Oh, well it makes sense because you know what? It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, until you know, it's wrong and, and then it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, it's the easy button. It is. Just like with believing a lot of the stuff about, I don't know, pick a subject. I mean, it's, it's so illogical, but it it's is. shoved down our, our throat in kind of a propaganda way that the easy button would just be fine. Fine, I believe it. Fine, I accept it. And there's no critical thinking. And, yeah. and for our kids going into the world with sort of the conviction of Jesus being our Savior, man, those college professors, they eat these people alive, um, <coughs> life situations, yeah. tries to eat people alive, and man, what kind of foundation are they going to have, right. or what's going to be needed in order to survive those things? Right. And, and we're just going to you know, have, a, have, a, have, a, have a generation of nothing but lemmings, you yeah, know, exactly. just following each other just to follow each other because we don't know any better. And I love the way you said easy button because you know, evolutionists will want to tell you, well, this is the easy way, this, this is the way, you know, it's right, it's easy. Oh my gosh! It is so much easier for me to say God did it exactly than to to try to figure out what happened sixty four billion years ago. Yeah. I mean that's easy. Yeah, it's super easy for me uh, because I don't need to worry about it. Uh, I know He did it. He said He did it, so I know He did it. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I need to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, man. Well, here we are. We 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 went over an hour again. Yeah, we might have to come back to this one. Maybe bring a guest in and talk. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I, we need to find somebody that knows something, not us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know just enough to be dangerous. That's yeah. about it. 
but I like being dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe we should. Uh, if if any of you out there in podcast land are an expert on either either the the evolution part or or the uh, creationism part or UFOs or not UFOs, any of those things, we'd be happy to uh, to have you on. Give us a give us a shout at our email address, which is uh, exploring the way twenty one at gmail dot com. Just shoot us a line, and uh, we'd we'd love to to have you on the podcast. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash exploringtheway21. And then we also have our website at exploringtheway.info. Um, Till next time, man. We'll try to try to keep it a little more uh, lighthearted, I guess. <laughs> we have a tendency to be getting deeper and deeper in these things. Yeah, we, we pepper it with uh, humor and lighthearted ridiculousness. <laughs> well, that's just because we're us. I mean, we run into a block. I don't know. So uh, throw joke in here because <laughs> we don't know the difference. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we really appreciate you. And uh, hey, if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, give us a couple of stars. Uh, actually, give us five yeah, stars. More five, than five stars. Five. Right now, we, we have a five-star rating, which is great. And uh, you guys have been uh, giving us some reviews. We really appreciate that. Sure do. And uh, we really, really appreciate the, the reviews. So keep them up. And uh, by the way, I, I didn't tell you this. Um, <laughs> so we've been doing a little marketing for the uh, for the podcast. And apparently the whole uh, podcast we had with Jeremiah about do not offend, I guess I missed that one. Because I've got, I cannot tell you how many, uh, I'll, yeah, I can, three, three or four, get very angry with us. Really? Oh, they're very angry with us. What? And, and they didn't even listen to the podcast yet. They're just angry. What? These are angry people that that will uh, that fire off on our on our Facebook, huh. um, and just telling us what horrible pseudo Christian terrible types peoples we are, hmm. uh, which quite honestly I love. Yeah. It, it gives me that opportunity to answer them with grace and mercy. I, I have yeah I've I've taken what we said to heart. And I've tried to answer every one of those with grace and uh, compassion and mercy. And I have yet to say, you stupid, stupid. <laughs> I haven't done that. I've wanted to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like Paul says, I, I do the things I don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's one of those things that I, I want to do, but I ain't going to. Don't forget the backspace button. Right. You start typing delete, that delete, 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 delete. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yep, take care, guys.